if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. I'm Grace. That's it. I'm Bridget. <laughs> I'm Courtney. And this is the Gossier, the podcast where we talk and talk and talk and you love us for it. <laughs> that's the best description I've heard <laughs> where we just talk and talk and talk. And you know what? I love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, <laughs> we have a small but mighty audience, so yeah. I love the sound of my voice and so do the listeners. So my boss, I've been having to go into work a lot more often recently, which is fine. We've been busy. But uh, yesterday she was like clearly trying to work and I would not stop talking. I was like, okay, I just have two more stories. I just have two more stories. And she's like, okay, fine. And she finds me very entertaining. So it's like not that big of a deal. But later I told her, I was like, Cheryl, my goal is for you to be like, Courtney, you need to work from home. You talk way too much. So... (laughs) I'm just, it's my ultimate goal. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, and then she was like, yeah, you can go home. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, and also she's you're like, fired. please work from home. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I know that I begged you to come back to the office, but I've made a huge mistake. Please go. <laughs> so our first section segment of the day, which is what we always start with. You have to tell me that's the segment where we each bring in a little bit of goss and explain it to the others. So Grace, why don't you, you have to tell me, Tristan Thompson offers women, a woman, (laughs) 75K to get an abortion. Excuse me. We know Tristan Thompson um, for being, or if you don't know Tristan Thompson, what he is known for is, I think it's being Khloe Kardashian's husband and then basketball. Well, yeah, he we know him as being Khloe Kardashian's trash on and off um, boyfriend and father of her baby, True, and a professional basketball player. Um, in the time they've dated, he's cheated on her countless times. I mean, it's endless. Right. Most notably, most famously with one of Kylie Jenner's good friends, Jordan Woods, who, by the way, was like 18 or 19 at the time. So who's really in the wrong there? I don't know. Make your own assumptions. Mm. But it's Tristan. (laughs) So (laughs) Tristan Thompson is known for like cheating, getting women pregnant, whatever. So it came out this week that he got a woman pregnant. She wants to have the baby. He offered her $75,000 for an abortion and she did not take it. So TMZ released, I shit you not, a Snapchat chat from Tristan Thompson. Oh my God. And this is what Tristan Thompson had to say, basically when this woman whose name is Marley Nichols, this is what Tristan Thompson had to say when she said, no, I'm going to keep the baby. I don't want you $75,000. He said, you know how I feel. My feelings haven't changed at all. Won't be involved at all. BTW, if you think having this baby is going to make you some money, it's completely wrong. You are aware that I'm retiring after this season. So in terms of support, it will be whatever is required monthly for someone who's unemployed. It's Texas, so it will be only a couple hundred dollars. So you better off taking this 75K I'm offering because you won't get nothing near that with having a kid with a father who's unemployed. All you will have is a baby with a father who has zero involvement with the child and a few hundred dollars child support a month. Hysterical, number one, he immediately got roasted on Twitter for A, knowing the specific child support laws in Texas already. Right. And B, calling himself unemployed when he's going to retire from the NBA. That is so fucking funny. 
But then Marley Nichols posted some responses on her Instagram story. She posted a bunch of black screens. So the first black screen text says, you said that you planned to leave Chloe, that it wasn't working and hasn't been for years. And you were retiring from the NBA after this year and planned to leave Cali. So Tristan Thompson, as he does, told her like, oh, I'm going to leave Chloe. That's what men do, mama. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's but how, I that's think- how they get the dick inside. Yeah. I think she knows that, but I think she's pointing that out as like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think she naively is oh, saying yeah. that she even bought right. that for a second, but she's saying like, it wasn't just her, you know, yeah. poking holes and condoms. It wasn't just her being crazy wanting a baby. And then she right. posted, Andy, you told me you planned to leave Chloe at Doja Cat's party in L.A. Flew me and my best friend out. All for why? So she basically like, whatever, name drops a big celebrity. And then Tristan Thompson messages her and says, can you please stop? We can talk about this like adults in private. Leave Doja and other names out of this. I'll be in Houston in a few weeks. So what does Marley do? She posts that message to her Instagram story. Oh my of God. course. Does Tristan oh think she wouldn't? Oh my God. And she said, sad that I have to threaten to expose the Kardashians for a response. And then as if, so Marley Nichols, she's exposing Tristan Thompson as trash. We know this. It's well within her right. I'm glad she's doing it because it's entertaining. But then she decides to drop a bomb in the last story just I think to be fun, she says in the last story, you know, Drake slept with Kylie last year, but you weren't man enough to tell Travis Scott. Well, there it is. Good night, folks. More tomorrow. So oh my, my God. gosh, that's this, OK. That's the most exciting thing to come out of all of this. Yes, this story, I think, is still developing. Let me look at her story right now if she has anything. Um, Yeah, this story is kind of still developing, but that's kind of the most interesting wrinkle of it that somehow Drake gets involved. And basically you can see why Tristan Thompson said, leave other names out of this. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting because like, I already heard the Texas thing get shut down where it was like, there is a clause in Texas. It's like, if you're of a certain value, I mean, and this guy is obviously Tristan Thompson's going to have residual income for like, you know, sponsorships and whatnot. He probably just has like so much money so like I can't even fathom how much money even if he didn't yeah. whatever even he's if he's not NBA bringing player. it in if he's not bringing he's it millions. in every week he can probably yeah. give her monthly like several hundreds of thousands of dollars sorry Bridget what? I cut you off it's okay and you but- know too that he's got to be paying some child support to true and the Kardashians which must piss him the no hell off. he's not no, that's he's not so the- he's not so some of the theory is that part of the reason this is coming to light had you not mentioned the Drake thing, I I was convinced at this point that the Kardashians were behind the leak because, and even if it was like still Marley leaking it, I think they probably formed an alliance mm-hmm. because Tristan I should Thompson- note too, in case someone gets me in trouble for this, those screenshots were from a fan account of hers. They look to be, and I took a screenshot from a TikTok. So the shots look to be a screenshot of someone else's story. But if those are fake, my apologies. But I'm pretty sure they were. Oh. Her real account is private, so I can't confirm. Anyway, just want to okay. throw that disclaimer out there. But I'm pretty sure they're real because they look like screenshots of a story. But anyway, go on. I do agree that the Kardashians are likely involved in getting this released and getting it attention from DMZ. Because, yeah, Chloe's And she probably in reached court. out to them. I wouldn't blame her for it. Chloe's in court right now. Mm-hmm. 
over child support with True right. and custody. So people are speculating that somehow she's behind this because if you also notice, there's a lot of good leaked press about Chloe right now. Yeah. Like she got that, that viral clip on Ellen. She had, there's other little articles that are just like popping up about like Ever how Chloe's Ever since the photo kindness. controversy, it's been pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it just seems a little sus in terms of like the Kardashians seemed involved in this, but dropping Drake's name and Kylie seems like, I don't think a Kardashian would throw, or maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think a Kardashian would throw another Kardashian under the bus like that. Well, it you know, that you can make an argument either way because I don't think a Kardashian would throw Kylie Jenner under the bus right now because of Travis Scott and Astroworld. But in another sense, that's a distraction from Travis Scott and, Astro- and Astroworld. Oh yeah. They're trying yeah. to distance Kylie from Travis right now which is why they're so putting so much attention on Kim and Pete and Courtney and Travis Barker. Like they're trying to distance themselves from Travis Scott as much as possible, even though the assumption is that he's still involved in Kylie and Stormy's life. Yeah, mm. I did see that classic meme of, um, you know, it's Chris Jenner in the computer and it's always lo- looking like she's working and they're like, yes picture of her going to work with these stories about Chloe and Tristan and Kim and Pete so that Astro World is deflected off of them. Yeah. Yes. Courtney, you have to tell me better.com CEO abruptly lays off 900 employees on a Zoom call. Yes. That's efficient. Are you I oh, Okay, Grace. <laughs> I mean, yes. So if that's your opinion, that's your opinion, but just wait till you hear the rest of the story. So have you all heard of better.com? No, no. Okay. It's basically from what I understand, they're like a, a mortgage lending company who takes like the middleman and all the extra fees and stuff out uh, between the like person who wants to buy a house and then like the actual purchase of the house. It's like democratizing home ownership. As much as you can when homeownership is uh, extremely uh, out of reach for most people. So it's like a, a tech startup. And last week, the employees were all sent an email inviting them to like one of two meetings. And there's also an app that I'd never heard of before called Blind, where you can like join into a specific, I guess, like Um, You can join into a Zoom meeting you haven't been invited to? No, no. Oh, I wish. No, it's actually (laughs) like, it's basically like an anonymous message board that you can join for like a specific company. So before these- Oh yeah, I have a friend in one of those where she like, they, she's like, all we do is office goss. And she's like, when you get a company email, you need to join this because things people say about their businesses are insane. So is it like yeah. yik yak, but for a business? Yes, exactly. It's, it's yes. like a. Yes. It's almost like Dumois or like blind items for business right. because you're exactly. Gossiping. So it's like gossip, but it's also, I guess, like in theory, a good place where you can voice like anonymous complaints about a company without tell like people fear of what you're getting actually paid. Sure, exactly. And so leading up to this like email um, with the different meetings, someone in blind had been like better is going to have like a bunch of layoffs this week, essentially. Mm -hmm. So there was like, you know, in the rumor mill that this was happening. So then the employees got invited to one of two meetings. The one, the meeting that was the layoff one had 900 employees in it. I can't believe zoom can even handle 
900. You, you know that pizza. they upgraded their Zoom account so that they could have more than yeah. 500 they people. They said, well, we're going to have a bunch of extra money in a couple of weeks. So we can <laughs> yeah. Upgrade the Zoom. Can we right. just for one month upgrade and then we'll go back yeah. next month? <laughs> right. We, we're trying to save money in the long run. In the long run. <laughs> and, oh, well, and then they get all this PR, this really bad PR. It's like, mm, you could have saved your money. But uh, what happened was that in the meeting with the 900 employees, the CEO, there's a video, they leaked the video. I would play it, but it's like not really that juicy. So I'll just like give you the overview. The CEO is like sitting at a desk and he's like, if you're in this call, you're one of the unlucky few or not even few, you're you. one of the unlucky ones who will be terminated effective immediately, like at the end of this call, essentially. Whoa. And it was pretty Rough. much like out of the blue. He like outlines like what benefits they'll get, you know? But it's 900 people. He does this meeting. I don't actually know how long the meeting was. It doesn't seem like it was very long. No, usually not. As soon as it ends, yeah, no, they're yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Well, yeah, they're usually like HR will send you some stuff. Do you have any I questions? Have been, I've been for HR. on a Zoom call before. They don't they don't take a lot of time. They don't yeah, luxuriate in it. They're yeah, like, hey, it's, hope everyone's good. So you are being furloughed. Um, have a good day. Check your email. Bye. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh, essentially okay. yeah. And so then the meeting ends and the 900 employees, all of their computers just lock. <gasps> They're immediately locked out of their That's computers. Like the They're like shut off. Yeah, Whoa. literally. It's like, yeah, it's like, and so, you know, I mean, they weren't able to tie up any loose ends, whatever. I know that being locked out of your computer is kind of standard if you're being fired yeah, or but whatever. Usually but it's like have some time to notice. like some sort yeah. of buffer. You, like, anyway. okay, until end of the day, go through your email, yeah. save anything you need. So yeah. the, the, yeah, the drama then is that they have people who work. This was, I think the meeting was at like 11 a.m. Eastern time. They have people who work on the West Coast who hadn't even like clocked in yet or gotten the invite to the meeting. Like people missed the meeting who then turned on their computers and just thought they were having tech issues, but they then had to later learn that they'd been fired. So it was messy, messy, messy. Then he goes, then the CEO goes into the second meeting. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the other meeting? Yeah, it goes into the <laughs> second meeting and is basically, apparently his energy is very like manic. And I can't find any video of this. I really wish someone had uploaded one, but he's like kind of losing his fucking mind. And he says, like, he's kind of like yelling and he's like telling everyone, you guys know that at least 250 of the people terminated were working an average of two hours a day while clocking in eight hours on payroll. And uh, yeah, that's what we all were, do, King. They were what do you do oh, all day, Mr. I guess CEO? He, so actually, sorry, he he didn't say this in the meeting, He but he posted this on blind and then later took ownership of the fact that he was the one who did it. I'm and obsessed said, with him defending himself. I know. And then on blind and narcissistic said, enough to say yeah this is an anonymous site but yeah. i i wrote it you can right. say i didn't me. say that but i think they make an interesting point <laughs> yeah. that i do think we should consider right he sounds absolutely deranged she ended before he took ownership i guess of this comment the end of it was they were stealing from you and stealing from our customers who pay the bills that pay our bills get educated so this guy just sounds like a monster well and also no person no worker would say that what is insane to me about these startups 900 yeah. employees is a lot of employees. If you need to lay yeah. off that many people, you don't have a sustainable business model because why'd you right. hire that many people? Right. Yeah. And right. Oh, get am I stupid? This. No, but oh, that no. is, I mean, that's really common for startups because they have that's a true. lot of investors and a lot of money coming in at first. And then once they see where they're throwing it all away, that's when they 
gotta make tighten some cuts. things up. But 900 people, you that's really, a lot. You really got out of hand. Also, this yeah. guy sounds like he lives in Orange County. Yeah. I know he and okay. So then he uh, this happened like last Wednesday, I think, and it didn't really hit the news until over the week this past weekend. So like Monday, Tuesday. And uh, so he has since apologized and he says that I think it could have been phrased differently, but honestly, the sentiment is there and he's kind of doing one of those like non-apology apologies. And apparently like he's like, maybe I could have said it better, but I'm still right. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things to note is that among the hundreds let go that day, it was reportedly the entirety of the startup's diversity, equity and inclusion recruiting division. Its head, uh, Ivory Johnson, shared on LinkedIn that all laid off employees were logged out of computers before we were notified. And since all of this has started to roll out, the head of public relations and like the vice president of communications, head of marketing, all those folks have resigned because of how poorly the whole thing was handled. Well, especially so with layoffs unraveling. Like this, because to make the comment, you know, a lot of the people who got laid off weren't working all day implies right. that he purposely went in and picked everyone who got laid off. So mm-hmm. then when the entire diversity, equity and inclusion staff gets laid off, it looks like it's not a good look. Bridget, you have to tell me Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas's film gets pulled. Yeah. So Disney pulls their new film, Deepwater, from the release schedule. It is a 20th century studios erotic thriller and it had been slated to hit theaters on January 14th. This I was a- deeply excited about it. I was so <laughs> going to see it. I mean, if you were a, a banana head or <laughs> banana, it is banana. <laughs> I'm, I was a huge fan of banana, but um, I, love Anna I think she's very pretty. She is really pretty. She deserves way better than Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm shallow. Everyone. I mean, especially if you're under 40, you deserve better than Ben Affleck. I hate to say, I think Ben Affleck is very hot. He I mean, has a Phoenix yes. tattoo. You can't trust him around I, alcohol. He smokes I a lot. I said what I said. I he drink ben Dunkin' Affleck Donuts. Is very hot. Like I know it who he is. Good. Like he thinks I know it what he offers. <laughs> I know who the man is. And that's my man. I'm going to stand beside him. It's called acceptance, Bridget. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unconditional love. Anyway, go on. So Disney has not given a reason why they pulled this film, but the blinds are saying that it did really poorly at screenings. Actually, and I've heard that about multiple on a- Well, the blinds about Anna Armas in general, because this is coming out about her Marilyn Monroe movie too. Yeah. Is that basically she is a bad actress. Yeah. And everyone thought, because she was really good in Knives Out. And everyone really liked her in it. Everyone's like, oh my God, she's going to be the new It Girl. And now they're hiring for stuff and they're like, she actually isn't good. She just got like lucky with well, Knives she, Out or something. And Knives well, Out, I feel like she plays kind of like a demure character. Does she not? I think I think part of it or is maybe not. her accent and her speech. So it's not, oh. it's not just like she just can't act. It's like, well, she's not going to do like Monroe a, a yeah. does not have an accent. It sounds well, I think like she's bad at doing like an American accent, which, hey, yeah. no tea, no shade. I could never do an accent when I was an actor either. But they wanted to cast Me her neither. in all these. And I mean, that's just whatever. Let's not even get it into Hollywood. Hollywood wants to cast her as like white people rather than letting her use yeah, her accent. But exactly. whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, so, but I also heard on the blinds that J-Lo, I mean, the rumor, I don't think this is true. The joke immediately was that like J-Lo made some calls, which I don't totally believe, but also I don't totally disbelieve either knowing J-Lo. Well, the the other rumor that's coming out is that Affleck and Darmus actually really hate each other and they refuse to promote the do movie together. Oh, they won't do press. So oh. it's like, if it's already doing poorly and the two stars won't meet together to like try to sell it to people, then what the fuck is the point? That's a, that's a good, that's a good point. Because that's yeah, if it's already not a good movie and all you have is really, I mean, that's why they were dating. That was, I mean, the rumor was that it was kind of a PR relationship. Obviously, yeah. it always is. That was all they had going for it. That's interesting. I would still go see it, though, Disney, if you're listening. Do you think it was a PR relationship? I don't think it was. I bet probably their agents were like, hey, it would be good if you guys were spotted together. Maybe do a PR thing. But Ben Affleck's been around long enough that he would be like, no, I don't have to fucking do that. But I think then they met and also liked each other. So I think it just kind of worked out that way. And they they shacked up. I think the the biggest thing for me is that those two shacked up during quarantine and it's different from Sean Mendez and what's her face. Camila Cabello. Yeah. Because they're young enough that they could probably share a house and it wouldn't matter. But I feel like with Ben and Anna being a little bit older, like you wouldn't just share a house with each other. And he has kids. Yeah. And we also can't messy. We also can't discount the very simple fact that Anna de Armas is young and hot. Yeah. yeah. Of course. That's very much Ben Affleck's type. Yeah. So, Okay, so I saw that they they pulled the theatrical release. Did they are they pulling it like it's not even going to be on Disney Plus? I oh. think so. I think they basically said the movie has no release date as of now. They just shelved it. Whoa! It, it, it's going to like show up like on Paramount Plus in two years, and I'll like, watch or, it when or, it does. Or no, it's going to be on paid Peacock. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be free. Yeah, with ads. It's going to be included with Crime. Unpaid Peacock. I don't know why that sounds weird, perverted. (laughs) Because it is. Grace, you have to tell me, Ariana Grande accused of pretending to be another race, but there's a twist. Okay, so as we know about Ariana Grande, she's a young white girl. And for the past few years, she's been lightly black fishing. Yeah. Um, I would say heavy. I would say it's heavier side. Yeah, she like wears dark makeup. She's trying to look ethnically ambiguous. She's been criticized for it in the past, but kind of lightly. So it's kind of like one of those things that we're all aware of it. It's problematic, but we don't, but we don't really like, we're not really motivated to action by it. This is kind of Ariana Grande's MO. She does things like this every once in a while that it's like, oh, Ariana Grande is going to get canceled. Like for example, when she licked the donut and said, I hate America. And we all just kind of let these things go because- we kind of like her anyway. And I don't really have an opinion on Ariana Grande either way, but that's kind of her history in the public eye. She always it's, gets criticized for something and then it kind of just like passes. She just yeah. keeps getting booked and then no one really thinks about it. I mean, there's, there is a certain tier of celebrity. I mean, like look at Kanye. Like, I think there comes a point, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I mean, and I think that's why cancer culture is becoming more and more prevalent but when people say oh cancel culture it's like it really doesn't exist <laughs> like yeah. people still have money they're still getting gigs so this is the thing she's been doing um i don't remember if i said this when we talked about the wicked casting but this is my opinion on the wicked casting 
One interesting wrinkle about Ariana Grande getting cast as Glinda is over the next year, two years before the movie comes out, she's going to have to walk back the blackfishing because she's playing a blonde character. So I, I was like, so my theory at the time of the casting was she's going to start going back to being a little more white. Doing a little less self-tanner. You think, I figured when I, this was my thought when she got casted and I didn't even, I don't know that much about Wicked, but I thought, oh, she's going to look the same, but they're going to like make it, make, they're going to fuse her already personality with Glinda's. I don't think they expect her to actually completely oh, transform like and act and all of a sudden yeah start That's method acting Kristen Chenoweth my um my theory was kind of that basically she was going to do the tale as old as time tried and true method that we've seen in many celebrities Miley Cyrus being the most prevalent example of black fishing to get attention for their career and then like walking it back oh mm-hmm. um, she's going to release a country album yeah and so my theory was that Ariana Grande, spurred by the Wicked movie, would do this. And here's what, in a way, you have to admire about Ariana Grande. She's not doing that. Instead, <laughs> she posted a photo where she's trying clearly to look Asian. What? Oh, wait. Have you seen what? this controversy over this? No, that's no. how I was like, I, oh that's how I was like what's the twist? Because I was like, we all know about black yes. fishing, so that's the, not a twist. Yeah, the twist is, and I, oh, I wonder if she deleted it already. I think she did. Um, oh, damn. I'll find it somewhere. It's on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, there's got to be a screenshot. But um, yeah, so basically the twist is she posted this photo where she's obviously trying to look like basically a Korean pop star is the general look of it. The theory is that that's because K-pop is becoming a really prevalent piece of culture Yeah, that rap used to be here's the photo oh oh wow oh she's trying to look like a k-pop girl yeah yeah, um, and i'll of course post that on the instagram yeah so basically she's being accused of now the, there's not really a similar word for it a lot of asian people don't want to use the term asian fishing because it kind of equates asian and black fishing and also puts all asian people under one umbrella right when yeah, there's a yeah. whole bunch of different totally. obviously types of asian people so the she's just basically choosing now to use the ethnically ambiguous moniker in a new way to promote music that is more popular now is the theory is basically she's pivoting to trying to look like a k-pop girl because that seems to be what's popular and the response to it is basically like come on girly don't do this she obviously deleted it a lot of people are upset That's about it. That's incredible because with I, maybe and maybe that's part of like when she came up, she's been black fishing for so long. She kind of just got grandfathered into being OK. Well, and then you switched of- to a whole other like Korean look. Everybody's like, wait a second. <laughs> What's yeah, right. going on here? <laughs> I feel gaslighted. I do still think that this is not going to be like the end of Ariana Grande's career. I do think. Oh, yeah. No, especially if she deleted it right away. You can see you guys haven't heard about it. So, yeah, Yeah, I was going to say I'd never know what that means is likely it's not going to be death for her. Her team is obviously 
promoting this as much as she is. Her team is obviously trying to make her sell records and they need right. her to stay famous until the Wicked movie comes out. So the thing right. is, she's got enough people working for her. This is not total cancellation. And because Ariana Grande has this history of being like generally problematic, but we're always looking at her and being like, that's not really the hill I want to die on. I've got bigger fish to fry. She always seems to get away with it. I think she's going to continue to get away with it. But it's an interesting new wrinkle in Ariana Grande's history of vague problematicness. Bridget, you have to tell me that you watched and just like that. Yes. So the pilot came out yesterday, as did episode number two. Hi, this is future Bridget. And we are about to give some just like that spoilers. So if you are trying to avoid that, you're going to want to skip ahead around the 41 minute mark, the exact number of where we stopped talking about. And just like that, be noted in the show notes. Thanks. And for those of you who don't care about spoilers, enjoy. And I don't mind about spoilers because I know I'm not going to watch it. This is the, I feel like there aren't a lot of spoilers I really actually have because if you've been following this as much and I don't even, I haven't even proactively followed this. It's just like it resurfaces on the blinds a lot. And so going into this, there were already a lot of things that I knew and knew to expect. And that was the huge reason why I watched the pilot was because of a huge character who disappears or dies. Um, I was wanting to see how that played out. So, oh, yeah. I mean, hey, the clickbait worked. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, I and I think that's probably why they let a lot of it leak was to make people say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but the show basically, you know, Sex in the City was about fucking and now it feels like and just like that is about being a boomer. Oh, <laughs> they really boomered up our girls. Well, that's I mean, what I mean, that's I saw some review of it that was basically like, it's great, but it's not Sex in the City. That's why they named it something else. It's about something completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's still like we're living in New York and we're boomers. And they've added some real life queers this season and they've added real life people of color. Woohoo! I did. I did read that. I heard there was increased diversity in the casting, which is great. And like they haven't, at least in the first two episodes, haven't taken on more featured roles, but they are getting enough time that I don't know if you guys did you guys watch the new L word? No. Mm-mm. So in the new L word, they kind of integrated that way too, where they kind of started with the core and then more and more, they gave the, the younger generation more plot line. And now you're watching mostly to see these younger people and the older people are there to kind of sort of comment and remind us oh. where we started. Sure. And I feel like that's going to kind of be a thing. There is no Samantha, which new to expect, but they do add little Samantha things. So like in the first episode, it was like, we're mentioning Samantha not being here. Like we're addressing it right away and saying she moved away from us. And that there was a lot of tongue in cheek riff between Carrie explaining why Samantha's away. And it's because they had a falling out and everybody's tried to get a hold of her and tried to ask her to come back. And she's just staying in London. I did read this recap because I did. Look, I didn't watch the original Sex in the City. I'm not going to watch it just like that. I did want to know what they did with Kim Cattrall. So I did read a spoiler for it. Oh, yeah. I was curious about that, too, because I also haven't really watched the show. 
my mom, I was like a little too young. My mom wouldn't let me watch it. And then I just never did it. See, I was old enough that I would secret watch it. And then, then it continued into my teen years. And then they were like, my parent, especially my father, who's a trash bag, was like, oh, I guess you can handle this. Um, it's about sex. And then I had a friend, my friend, high school friend, who's been, actually been on the show, Virgil. We lived together for a minute after college. And this was back before you could stream anything. So oh. we would watch everything on DVDs. So you had oh, all yeah, of Sex in the City. So I watched a lot of it. It's just like something to watch. Obviously, and as everyone says, it does not age well. So it's a really cringy, yeah. hard show to rewatch. Yeah. yeah. If I had endless time, I'd probably binge it now, knowing that. But I don't have endless time. I've thought about doing it before, but I've just never gotten around to it. But, but also, I will say one time my friends told me I'm a Carrie. So. Oh, I can never remember Charlotte as being a character. I'm like, I'm like, I know there's Miranda, Samantha and Carrie. And who's that other one? And I'm pretty sure. My friends have told me I'm a Charlotte, which I don't think is nice. Oh, no, I can see it though. I, you it's are nicer than some. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, not what I you don't really want to be it. called a Samantha. Like Samantha, being called Samantha is very complicated. What's well, the same as people who I think is my hot take on Sex in the City and Friends. Everyone wants to be a Chandler or an or Phoebe or Samantha, but. I think people are like, oh, well, it's more interesting than being the main character. No, there are bad things about being those people, too. Amanda says mm. Chandler is a red flag. That's my oh, I agree. belief. But anyway, go on, Bridget. I'm so sorry. It's OK. I was going to say when I was in college, I went to this party where I was like hitting on my teacher. It wasn't nice. A, not a professor. I think he was like, like a TA. Yeah. And and I mean, it was so innocent. I was like, this guy, there's no way this guy's even interested, but we're like flirting and it's just like fun. And then this other woman, see, these were like the masters, art masters, you know, they're getting their master. God, they're getting they're their getting masters their in master. fine arts. Yeah. And so one of them was a painter and she like pulls me aside and she's like, there's no such thing as a Samantha. What you're doing right now, like you're going to get your feelings hurt. And like, just chewed me out and kept referencing Samantha from sex oh in the my city god to that make a point so fucking funny which i was like this is very confusing for me because one i you shouldn't have anything to say over my sexuality if i can have sex and whatever my feelings are it's like my fucking business so yeah right what did why are you using samantha too i don't even watch at that point i hadn't even really watched the show enough to engage with it where i gave a shit like it was one of those shows where it was like you have friends who are really into it and it was like, oh, that's cool. You like that. And I was just like, I'm not really into it because it, it was always, it was kind of weird anyways, you know, like right. these older women, they have weird opinions. I wanted to do drugs and like go to rock concerts. <laughs> that was yeah, my hobby. I'm a little too cool for this. Um, right. But what I really love about the, and just like that is that it's really campy and clumsy. Okay. I, I've and heard that. I've heard that. And that's making me want to watch it. It's like, it's so bad. It's good. It's like the high fashion and the terrible, like sitcom-y way that they filmed it. It's like, I kind of, yeah. I'm here for this. <laughs> it looks pretty cheap, honestly. Good for them. Save some money, HBO. Okay, so the big spoiler of the show is, which was leaked a long time ago. So I feel like most people already know this, but- Big 
does die in the pilot. And that was oh, a huge wait, reason yes, I did know this. why I wanted to watch it was because I was like, how, how are they going to kill big? How are they going to kill big? And how, how, what, what does that create for Carrie? Because for the majority of the whole show, as soon as you right. meet the big character, big is it. That was, that's always what it mm-hmm. comes back to for her. And so the joke throughout the pilot is that like, his Peloton instructor is his whore, like as like a joke, like he spends so much time on this Peloton. And of course that leads, he smokes. Oh my God. Okay. This is a Peloton. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. The The, Chekhov's Chekhov's about something. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The craziest thing is that, so Carrie's like, I have to go to this piano recital for charlotte's kid and big is smoking a cigar and she's like what are you gonna do tonight and he's like i'm gonna do my peloton so this guy with a known heart problem it's come up before within the series is smoking a giant ass cigar and then going to ride a peloton so yes then he dies which so i'll jump in here i am a proud card carrying member of the cults And I was scrolling on Us Weekly last night and I saw a headline that said Peloton responds after Sex in the City's Mr. Big dies in and just like that premiere. So I was like, wait, what? And so I clicked it, Obby. I did see a couple things about Peloton, death and Sex in the City. So I was like, does someone like, I don't know, kill themselves because of a peloton i didn't and i didn't dig in so i'm glad you're telling me oh i also have two questions for you bridget one did they ever show the peloton like was it an actual peloton on screen okay so like peloton provided the peloton okay because i was curious about if they were just using the name or or like if peloton knew ahead of time that they were going to be in sex in the city but like they didn't know why well, that's interesting, too, because there was an article, I think it was the L.A. Times I was reading, where it was like that they only mentioned like Peloton once throughout the entire episode. So it seemed like a really weird, dicey thing where like oh. you don't like, yeah, they, there's like a product placement of the Peloton, but also like we Associate don't want to like the two too strongly. Right. So, so yeah. So Peloton has responded. Yeah. They don't seem necessarily mad and I can't tell if they're being like, I mean, they're getting more clicks and also oh. Peloton has enough good PR that like Mr. Big dying from a heart attack is not going to ruin it. Oh, for sure. It doesn't seem like there's any like anger. It feels like, I think it's a little bit of overkill. Honestly, again, love Peloton. This seems like a little bit of overkill or maybe they're doing their due diligence. I'm not sure. All I know is that the cardiologist who is a member of Peloton's health and wellness advisory council, her name is Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum. And she said to us weekly, I'm sure sex in the city fans like me are saddened by the news that Mr. Big dies of a heart attack. Mr. Big lived with what many would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks. And was at serious risks as he had a previous uh, cardiac event in season six. These lifestyle choices and perhaps even his family history, which often is a significant factor, were the likely cause of his death. 
riding his Peloton bike may have even helped delay his cardiac event. And I'm like, this just feels like a little bit much. Like, it seems like they're like, here are the facts and figures. Again, I guess I understand if there's any sort of liability here where they're just like doing some education. I thought that it was really funny. She goes on to say that while 25% of heart attacks each year are in patients who already had one, like Mr. Big, even then they are very, very treatable. It's always important to talk to your doctor, get tested and have healthy preventative uh, strategy. The good news is Peloton helps you track heart rate while you ride so you can do it safely. So it's like they have done a, they've like educated the audience and B they've turned it into like, honestly, Peloton is the healthiest choice to combat against heart attack. I think this is a good statement in response to this because it, I mean, I think it is kind of overkill, but I think it's better that it's overkill in this case because of that. But I do think that it is basically funny that they're like, right. It's not Peloton's fault. Mr. Big was an unhealthy fat buck. Yes. Yes. And, and it's also funny. So in the original statement, they also said, there's like a line in there where they say that the lesson here is know your numbers. So that was, you have to tell me. Now, for this week's middle section, we're staying with our little holiday theme here, and we're talking holiday movies. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. So what, let's start off with, what, what's your guys' favorite genre? Well, obviously, I love a Christmas or holiday romantic comedy, um, because I like romantic comedies in general. But it also depends on my mood when I'm watching, because sometimes I'm in the mood for like full cheese, full lame. And sometimes I'm in the mood for something else, Um, but mostly full cheese, full lame. Like Hallmark Lifetime? Like Hallmark, like it, it depends. I mean, you know, there's a fine line to be walked. And this is true of romantic comedies in general. When you're in the mood to watch a romantic comedy, You have to pick where on the spectrum of like stupid you're falling because there's a big difference between like, for example, when Harry met Sally and like 27 dresses, both romantic comedies. One is significantly stupider than the other. I don't have to say it. 27 dresses is the stupid one. I love it. (laughs) If you're you're correcting tests at home. (laughs) I'm in a different brain headspace when I'm watching 27 dresses than I am something else. And Christmas movies have that same thing where there's the Mm -hmm. example of- Obsessed. A Christmas Prince, that trilogy on Netflix, which is stupid, but still fun, but in a very stupid way. Like I don't, I'm not watching that if I really want to be invested in the love story because I don't care about the man. But there's a couple like Netflix movies that are like a little bit more able to be invested in for example i did just watch the new nina dobrev holiday movie which is called love heard and it is stupid do not get me wrong but it is fun and i know i'm a nina dobrev stan so unfortunately i'm biased but i do recommend okay. it if you're looking for a new kind of fun goofy holiday movie so i like kind of goofy romantic comedy movies yeah i'm along the same lines i've really been living for the netflix specials that have been rolling out because i never really watched hallmark or lifetime movies growing up so i like getting a taste of that through what netflix is rolling out with these like really cheap goofy like yeah 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 they're like adjacent yeah lifetime movies 
Yeah, my my mom is a huge Lifetime movie. My grandma was um, when she was alive. So like I say, I don't watch any Lifetime movies. Of course, I'm out for uh, Grandma Shirley. I usually wait because I know I'm going to end up watching that with my mom or she's going to mm-hmm. put it on. So usually leading up to the holidays before I go see family stuff, I watch a lot of I love the family Christmas movies, mm-hmm. the family comedies where it's like family stone, family Christmas, family vacation, like dysfunctional family stuff. I love that. Um, but I also am really, really loving this new queer Christmas genre that's coming out because it has all the tropes of the super cheesy movies but But it's like but it's gay and which by the way for sure the audience for those cheesy movies has always been gays yeah so it's and then the casting is better because you they're gonna cast one awesome queer actors and two like the queens like yeah like uh did you guys see the single all the way no, but yeah, it is on my list. I haven't watched list. it yet, but I, I want to because I love Michael Yuri. So good. It's so good. Oh, she's my favorite. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge in there. Of course. It's just, yeah, I totally recommend that. That's definitely where I'm at. What is your all-time favorite? Like, I have to watch this movie every year. So here's what I watch. It's not a movie. Um, But every Christmas day, Mm. I watch the holiday episode of Community from season three, which is a Glee spoof community episode. It is truly so funny. It stars Taryn Killam guest stars as basically like the Glee club leader. And they all sing songs and they're hysterical. Um, What's her name? Alison Brie gets a great song about like, it's like a sexy Christmas song where she just says a bunch of things that don't make sense. And she is so stupid. It is incredible. So I watch that every year. I also, I used to not like love Mm -hmm. actually, and I still kind of don't, but I do get in the mood to watch it around this time of year. I don't know what they put in that movie. There's like only two storylines in it that I care about because I tend to not like those kind of ensemble romantic comedies. But every time around this year, I do want to watch it. Mm -hmm. I also love around the holidays. You've got mail. And I always watch When Harry Met Sally for New Year's Eve. You watch, you've got mail. It feels Christmassy. Yeah, like a winter, lot of people, that's right? like a Christmas. It isn't officially that's- Christmas, but it's definitely a Thanksgiving Christmassy. Yeah, a lot of people watch it around this time of year, but it's not Christmassy. I just I don't- feel like that movie, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like that movie bombed when it came out. And I feel like it has like a weird nostalgic like oh, people it's so good. still watch it. And I'm always surprised because it, I would think there's better like sleep, sleepless in Seattle. I agree for me that if it's way better, I agree that if you're looking at Meg Ryan romantic comedies of the nineties, when Harry met Sally is the best one sleepless in Seattle and second best. And you've got mail is the worst because honestly, and I know this is an unpopular opinion and maybe this is because I'm young. I hmm. don't particularly like Tom Hanks as a romantic lead. Oh, that's and I fair. don't think he quite works in You've Got Mail as a kind of mean guy. I Ooh, think he works a good in Sleepless in Seattle as a he's sweetheart. Too nice. But I yeah. don't think he's not, I don't think he's mean enough in You've Got Mail. It kind of takes me out of it every time, but I still like it. That's um, a good point. So those are my Christmas go-tos and I'm sure I have more, but those are the ones I always watch. Mine, and I, I'm very bad at consistently watching the same movie every year. I'm just generally bad at watching movies, honestly. I always feel too tired, but- the one that I always want to watch 
and say, I'm going to watch it this year. And this year, I swear to God, I'm going to do it is rent. And I know that this might be a problem for some people. Wow. I do often watch rent on Christmas. It's kind of a downer, isn't it? It is. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but it's like, it's, it always, to me, I associate it with Christmas and the holidays because there's just like a, a portion of it that takes place around Christmas and new year's. So that's always the one that I like want to watch is the one that makes me feel most nostalgic and most like emotionally connected. So, and I know that people have opinions about rent and they probably, some people probably don't think it's like a Christmassy movie, but it's my favorite. It's definitely like a winter movie, probably because the characters always look so cold because they're getting evicted from their. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all their, all their electricity? Yeah. yeah Cause they can't pay rent. Is that they don't, they don't want no, not, to pay not rent. They can't pay rent. They won't pay rent. Bridget. And honestly, they should not have to pay rent. They literally can. And I'm on their side. None of us should have to pay rent. No, but here's the, here's the thing. Benny is being more than nice to them. He's like, I won't make you pay rent, but you guys can, I'll just give yeah, you jobs. That's fair. I'll pay you. I will say, shit. I don't Have care. you seen the, the meme but that's like me as a Benny's teen? Benny's being like, nice to them. The, uh, the characters in Rent should not have to pay rent. And then it's like me in my 20s. Uh, no one should have to pay rent. And then me in my 30s, no one except the characters in Rent should have to pay rent. And I think it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I like Oh, that. I love Rent. Bridget, what's your go-to Christmas movie? Every year I watch the movie Scrooged. Oh, I've never Don't seen worry. it. Oh, I also, I forgot to say, I also love the holiday. I've never seen that. Either. Oh, the holiday. Scrooged. My, yeah, my mom watches the holiday. That's my mom's. Classic. Yeah, Scrooge every year. And then I've actually started watching a very Murray oh. Christmas too, oh. because that's like a good one to put on in the background because he just sings Christmas songs. And then there's like little clever quippies in there. That's kind of fun. I also like the Casey Musgraves Christmas show she did um, on Amazon Prime last year. I also I've heard good things about Four Christmases, but I've never seen it. So maybe I'll watch that this year. Oh, I I'm watched like, that in theaters. My mom's oh. boyfriend really likes um, It's a Wonderful Life. And unfortunately for him, that is not something we want to watch. So we'll watch it and be like, <laughs> he's like in the corner, like cares? crying yeah, like when I dead. take a nap. I, I've never been able to stay awake. Yeah. He's during like, that movie. He's like the angels there. And I'm like, I really don't care. How long is this movie? Let's yeah, turn on even, Elf. Even when I have intentionally tried to watch that movie, because I do every year like to find like an old classic that I haven't seen. Like last year, I think I watched White Christmas. Oh, yeah. But, White Christmas um, is fun. So that's like one that I've tried multiple times to be like, okay, this is the year I'm going to watch this fucking movie. And every year I fall asleep. You're better off watching a TV show or movie that basically just takes the story of It's a Wonderful Life. For example, the new Victoria Justice Netflix movie, Afterlife of the Party. Oh, is that good? I saw that the previews. No, it's not good, but I did watch it on the plane and I did cry. So I don't know what I was going through. Oh my gosh, Grace. <laughs> oh, it's a plane movie. When you're on a plane, the whole expectations of what you want from a movie, I think is different than when you watch a movie anywhere else. Yeah. I, that movie came out right when I was flying somewhere and I said, oh, that's going to be watched on the plane. Oh my God. That's a plane movie. That's but I did cry. Movie. So I, I'm, I guess I have to recommend Speaking it. of long movies, when you were talking about uh, It's a Wonderful Life, 
I don't know if you guys do this because as I mentioned, I struggle to get through movies because I'm just always so tired, but I could watch like 800 episodes of TV in a row and not feel a thing. But my favorite move and don't tell my boyfriend, he's not listening. So it's fine is when I'm kind of like, oh my God, how much longer is this movie? But I don't want to ask him and sound rude. I'll be like, I have to pee. Let's pause it. And then we'll pause it. And then I'll like check to see how much time I have left. Oh, and then you look nice. That's what I am forever Googling, like blah, 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 runtime. Yeah. And always, I'm always like remembering when I last, I will, I'm always like, when did we start this movie? And then yeah. I look at the runtime and then I'm like, okay, I do that now. too. But if yeah, I'm trying to be too. less obvious about it, cause I don't want to like be on my phone or whatever, or checking the time, because if I'm on my phone, I will not watch the movie. Uh, that's my move. This is where our moves converge. What I do is I say, I have to pee. You don't have to pause smart, it. And, then in the bathroom, smart. and so you're also, and you're also, I'm going to say you're also losing like and so five then I'm minutes. already eating like away could, to the runtime. Take a luxurious pee. Yeah, exactly. If I, do if you I guys have like enough. a, do you have a no phone rule when you watch movies? I, we don't have a no phone rule. However, I recently had a conversation with my boyfriend because he does do this thing where he will get mad at me if I'm on my phone. And like, I try to not be on my phone if we're watching something to like experience it together. I'll usually put it in a different room, but he has this tendency to be like, Courtney, I really want you to watch this movie with me. Like, wow. I want you to see this movie. And then I'll look over and he's on his phone almost the whole time. And his excuse is, yeah, well, I've seen the movie. Yeah, we don't have any phone rules here. It's pretty uh, Wild West. There's a lot of <laughs> Wild West. It's a lot of I usually listen, pick what yes. we watch. If I have to be on my phone, it's not my fault. The movie's not that interesting. I don't know what to tell you. So speaking of living with people and what your rules are. Oh, this is actually a fun segue. Our main this week is about living situations. Grace is about to make a huge one. Mama, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. We are going to talk about how, what our feelings are about living alone, having roommates and moving. But Grace, why don't you start with Telling us your big news. Yeah. Of course, I'm moving to somewhere by myself, which is the first time I've ever lived by myself in my life. I'm moving to a studio. I'm very excited. I've been saving up a lot of money to do it. So it's the first time I'm ever not living with roommates. I mean, obviously, when I was growing up, I had my own room and my sister had her <laughs> own room until, you know, the recession. And then <laughs> we didn't. Um, yes, but I always had roommates, like all through college. I never had like a single room. I always had a roommate. Um, and then I, you know, had my own room, but I had roommates and houses. This is my first time living by myself. So I'm very excited about it. I know, I know congrats, you. girl. I'm so stoked for you. I'm going to decorate my apartment, which I'm very excited for. I just bought a very cute Ikea room divider that was on deep sale because there were only two left and it's a little loud. So I imagine they weren't selling them that easy. But me, I saw I'm it on Instagram. I love it. Yeah, it looks, looks so great. good. It's mm -hmm. very grace. I'm I very I stoked. haven't unpacked it yet. So we'll see what it looks like when I unpack it. Cause obviously I'm not going to unpack it because I want the movers to just move the box. Oh yeah. Exactly. Post pictures. Oh, so you are getting movers. I am going to get movers. I wasn't going to. Oh, it's the move grace. It's yeah. The move. I thought about it for a second. And then I was like, honestly, the amount of gas I'll have to buy and the amount of stress I'll have to have moving stuff. And I'll probably have to run to U-Haul for a couple things. Yeah. It's easier to just pay so for the much movers. Easier. And pay I don't have a lot of stuff, oh, yeah. so I'm just going to pay the minimum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have like a bedroom and like kitchen stuff, kind yeah. of. And it's all going to be in boxes. So. Oh, yeah. Like, no, it's it's 
100% worth it. We used movers for the first time when we moved into our new place. It was a whole long fight because I really wanted to get movers and my boyfriend was like a little bit more like, I don't know. We could just like ask our friends. But the T is that like all of our friends have jobs. They can't just like come help us. And we had a lot more stuff to move this time than the last time we moved. And I was just like, we don't have time to do this. And the movers were like in and out in like four hours. Well, it always seems like movers, when you think about moving, it's like, it'll be easy to move all my stuff. But then you have to think about how much you really have. Mm -hmm. You start packing and you're like, what the fuck? Where is all this stuff coming from? Movers are stronger and they're faster. They just do it every day. Yeah, when you watch those guys do it, you're like, oh shit, this is Yeah, they wrap everything up in like plastic. They move very efficiently and then you're not going to hurt yourself, which was another thing I was really worried about. was like, I don't want to hurt myself. And the fun of moving day is more fun when you can just like know that that part is taken care of. And I don't have a parking spot at my new place. I have a parking spot in my apartment right now, but it's not like it's down a narrow stairway. Like it's not easy to move all this stuff. I, when I worked as a office coordinator for a production company, I had to move offices we had to move our huge office oh. into two separate offices and it was so much drama. Oh, that sounds like a logistical nightmare. And they could have written off movers. I think they probably did, but it was just drama because we were moving out of this building that the landlord was like, well, you guys need like proof of insurance for these movers. And the movers are like, we're not providing that. Um, so I, I can say this now because if time has passed, I forged <laughs> it. Um, Oh yeah. But then I ended up having a case because the elevator was broken and the building refused to fix it on the day we moved. They're like, we need to wait Uh, for parts. It's like, and it was close to the holidays. They're like, we need to wait for parts. There's nothing we can do to make it faster. I'm like, they're like, you have to wait to move because you can't scratch the walls of the stairs. And I said, that's not something we're going to fucking do. It's not my fault. You don't have the parts. Oh, you can't hold someone hostage. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fucked up. So I don't feel bad about forging the proof of insurance. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry, Casey, if you listen. Courtney, have you have you lived alone? Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say the only time I've lived alone was my sophomore year of college and it was in like a single dorm. So it wasn't like an apartment, but it was like probably like six square feet. It was like the tiniest dorm. But I loved it. I luxuriated in having my own space because I loved my roommate freshman year, but I, um, she's still one of my dear, dear friends. I do have anxiety and we had different sleeping schedules. And so like, I just, I really suffered from being like, I want to fall asleep, but I know she's going to come back in like two hours to wake me up. And then I got stressed about not sleeping. And anyway, it was nothing that she did. It was more of like, just me, And so when I had the opportunity to live alone sophomore year, I like, oh, I, I grabbed the bull by the horns and I rode it baby. And my (laughs) good friend, Ben was living in a single dorm down the hall. So it was almost like we were like, we always could go visit each other if we were lonely, but then we had our own spaces. Mm -hmm. And I, that's the only time I've lived alone because I mean, I, I wasn't paying for it. I was gonna say it's the only time I could afford to live alone, I guess. But, uh, since then I've had roommates for like junior and senior year of college. And then obviously I lived with grace and Julie and my boyfriend, Alex, uh, the first two years out of college. And then now I live with Alex, which I don't consider like a roommate, but it's definitely not living alone. It's like a different, if, if we were in dating, I would want to live alone right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird when you're dating. Cause there's, 
there's obviously a level of intimacy that you wouldn't well, share with normal roommates. Yeah. Right. And there's also this thing where I like, I feel way more comfortable being like, Hey babe, can you clean your dish? Or like, Hey babe, can you like clean the toilet? Like, and instead of being like, I don't know, like passive aggressive or like, cause I don't really like confrontation, but like he and I have a level of understanding where if I'm like, can you grab this thing or like take out the trash or tell him to do something? It's not like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry that I'm asking <laughs> you to do this, but like, would you mind cleaning? Yeah, it's like not a the same, bit? like, um, show you have to put on for like tiptoeing yeah, around it. Yeah. It's being like, funny, I know yeah. I also have my things that probably annoy yeah, I'm you. I'm trying not but... to be like too harsh. Right. Exactly. So it's like definitely a more relaxed vibe. Yes. Yeah. I'm lucky as a roommate because I'm generally pretty relaxed about things and I'm a heavy mm-hmm. sleeper. So I know that a lot of issues people have with roommates are like noises or something late at night. I'm a heavy sleeper. I never have those issues. And I don't consider myself a neat freak, but I keep things clean. But mm. I've realized that maybe I am a neat freak the way that some people treat their dishes. <laughs> it's funny because I think before, so when, uh, when Grace and I lived together, I was very stressed about cleanliness. And so I like insisted that we have a chore chart and it lasted for like a no month. No one followed it. People I, actively no ignored it. it. That's, like, why even I, I, that's why I, mean, I have lived alone for most right. of my adult life. Like, because yeah. even I didn't do it, but I was just like, I was like, we need to have this organized somehow because I was getting very stressed about like dishes in the sink or just like generally like, I feel like I'm always the one cleaning the floor or whatever. And like, I've since done a lot of therapy and I've been able, I think I wouldn't be like that necessarily now, but I- I wanted like some sort of order that just like was not in place. Of, and then like, yeah. One of the best things a former roommate of mine ever did, my roommate Trinity, who I lived with for two years in college, she was definitely a neat freak and a control freak. I knew that going in. But again, since I'm pretty chill, I don't honestly mind when I live with a control freak because then I know they're taking care of shit. But when Trinity first moved in, she said, okay, this might sound bitchy. I don't care. I'm going to lay it out now. Let's just put initials on our food. Oh, Okay. So when in the fridge, we wrote like our initials on our food. And it is like when she suggested, I was like, that's stupid. That's annoying. But then six months later, when it's like, okay, if someone eats my food, I know that they did it on purpose. It was like very useful. Trinity was very good as a roommate at setting up weird expectations right when we moved in. And then they didn't cause issues down the line. And that was smart Mm -hmm. of her. Boundaries. She had boundaries. That's that is really smart reason. Like, so I had roommates in college and then even our, the roommate situation was kind of cool where we kind of took up like half the, like I had one half the dorm, she had the other half of the dorm. And then we just shared like kitchen and bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then even in college, when I moved to apartments, it was kind of like, okay, you have your space have my space. And then the last year of college, we had this roommate that was like crazy emotional on the spectrum. Like you're just constantly like crying and upset and like, wanting to share feelings with me and the other roommate and me and the other roommate we've friends for a few years. Sometimes we get in fights and then we'd be like, I can't deal with your crying and like be mad at Emily at the same time. Yeah. And like, yeah. and then I moved to San Francisco and had to like kind of weirdly bum off people and had roommates. And then when I came back to Iowa and my boyfriend and I broke up, I was like, I'm living alone. And that's been my mantra since. And I've had one roommate since then in Chicago, when I first moved to Chicago and I've never had money, I've just been really good at finding cheap places to live, yeah. tiny yeah. cheap places. And 
Chicago, when I first moved there, I was like, oh, this girl, okay, this is a great way to get integrated in the city. She knows her way around. We're in a hip neighborhood. She seems to keep to herself. And then as we lived together, it was like clear that she didn't take care of her cats, that she had like a huge mm. drinking problem. Like I have, I mean, you can say I have a drinking problem, but she we has sort of drinking problems, problems where like <laughs> she's like, yeah, join crying the and like yelling. And, well, yeah, like, it's like there's, yeah, there's a, there's different tiers of drinking problem. Like maybe I drink too much, but usually when I'm drunk, you're not like worried for my safety. There's some people you look at that. It's like, okay, yeah. you think you're like a fun person right now and you're not. Yeah. I just go to bed early. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, or it's like when someone has like that, like continuous, like emotional outburst type thing, or like they're constantly throwing up or something. And it's just like, do you do this every night? It's yeah. like, oh. also the pet thing is weird because roommate I mean one of my roommates has a dog right now I don't mind living with a dog I don't want to have a dog when I move into my own place and my new building is no pets so oh bless but it's like that can be uncomfortable if the person who takes care of who has their pet doesn't take care of it now granted my roommate right now takes care of her dog and if the dog like throws up I'm like your dog threw up like (laughs) but then if you're living in some in an apartment with a roommate who doesn't take care of their pet it's like you're not a monster. You don't want to let this cat die. This cat right, was so right. fat. It couldn't oh, so it's clean fine. its beehole. So like you'd get cat shit all over your stuff. Like I'd have to remember to keep my door. And I had a cat too. So I would have to remember like keep my door shut because I was afraid that her cat would like go in my room and sit on my bed and then get cat shit on my bed. Oh yeah. I do not let the oh, dog in my room. That's disgusting. Yeah. So and then I, I was, when I got the fuck out of there, I did. And then I haven't had roommates since the only person I've lived with since has been Mike. And that, that wasn't even going to happen when we originally moved to LA. So we met in Chicago, we lived separately in Chicago. And then when we moved to LA, our plan was to live separately. But then right. like when I first moved here, cause he moved here like a month before me, we just spent like every day together. And my plan was like, I'm going to find a place. And then he was just like, you Do you just to. want to live together? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> right. Oh, I yeah. guess this is working out. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I guess we enjoy each other's company and can cohabitate. Well, yeah, we haven't killed each other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, mind. Yeah. I don't really mind living with roommates, but the thing is, I also lived with a lot of people in college who never cooked. So mm-hmm. yes, I had roommates, but I mostly had complete control over the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, same. I kind of like to take up the whole kitchen when I'm cooking. She's a true chef. I'm a true chef. And I also, I like to do my dishes right after I finish cooking. I like to have like certain things available for cooking. So I don't really like sharing a kitchen in general because I think I have different expectations for how a kitchen is run. I don't even let Mike in the kitchen because I am so weird about kitchen stuff. Like I, everything has to be put in certain places. Like I well, think yeah. about a kitchen the way you do. If you're, you've worked in restaurants too. Yeah, exactly. And that like right. makes you think about everything way differently than I think, I think that's people a part who've of it. never and worked And my mom was a chef. So mm-hmm. growing up, we would do the dishes and we would wipe down the counters every night. We would put stuff away. Like you do dishes as you go and then you do dishes as soon as you're done eating. So like- You take the trash out every night. Yeah, so I have like a way I run a kitchen that I don't think is like- that I guess because I did it growing up and then I worked in kitchens, I was like, this is how everyone treats their kitchen. Yeah. But no. and it's yeah. not. And I, I you- can't tell you how many times I've talked to my boyfriend and been like, hey, so when I was growing up, like every night my parents would like 
wipe the, wipe the counters. They'd like sponge it off, like wipe down the table. They'd put everything away. They'd take the trash out every night. They'd sweep the floor. And like, I really think that would be nice if we did that. And he's like, why? And I mean, to be fair, I haven't had, it's not like I have time to actually do that every night, but still I wish the sentiment were there. He's a very clean guy. He's a very clean guy. Yeah. Mike's been on a streak where I think he's realized how much I'm doing in the kitchen that he's actually been doing the dishes. It's a little spooky. I mean, by doing the dishes, you're just putting it in the dishwasher. Yeah. And it's like, this is hitting start. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's starting to like really notice like you're spending so much time in there. Yeah. Where you belong. We're all a little yeah, worried. like yeah. barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, baby. I'm, yeah. I'm a feminist. No, that's him saying that. Yeah. He's like, I want you to know that I'm a feminist. I can put the dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> I just need you to hit start though, because yeah. I don't know how to make well, it. Well, that's work. also a fair. No, I have to put the dishes away before he does the dishes because I'm so particular about where the dishes get placed. That's funny. Oh my God. That's what I mean. That's the fair trade off I make when I'm at home with my mom. It's like whoever cooks doesn't have to do the dishes. Yeah, that's that's the rule. That's that's how Alex and I are, too. Usually if one of us does the bulk of the cooking, then the other one will do the dishes. We had that rule. But then I got uh, the whole putting away the dishes is what gets me because I'm like everything yeah. is put in there so logically, like certain dishes are by certain appliances. So you're not like, where the fuck is that? It's just like right there. Mm, it's yeah. like the mugs are by the coffee. maker. Yeah. And yeah, like, that's what my mom does too. She's very Marie Kondo. Yeah. She's like, that is with the strap things. Why would you put that without the strap? Thing? Right. Right. Mise en place. Yes. Mise en place. I also, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a very clean as you go person. And mm-hmm. so I'd rather like clean a little bit every day than have like one big cleaning day once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it adds up so quickly. So, I, and I like to be able to pee whenever I want to. I don't like sharing a oh, bathroom. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Having your own bathroom. This is the first time I've lived with someone and we've had our own bathroom is recent. And it, it's, it's nice. a game changer, especially when you live with your partner and you're like, <laughs> there's just some things you don't want to know about your partner that you're forced to like deal with in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we when we just moved, we our big thing was like, we need a second bathroom because especially during quarantine, it was just like, we would both have to poop at the same time. Essentially. It was just like, (laughs) it's such a disaster and like very uncomfortable. And so now we have two, the way our, our current places is that we have like two bedrooms each with like a bathroom off of them. So like the one that's the office is Alex's bathroom. Like we don't even, he doesn't even use the bathroom that's connected to the bedroom. It's like, that is my bathroom and Bella, the cat, the cat uses it, which is <laughs> primarily why he doesn't go in there. But, um, it's like, we, we never overlap in the bathroom and it is amazing. Yeah. It's it really treat. changes things up. We, we wanted to do a competition to see whose bathroom got dirtier faster because uh, we wanted to see who was like actually making our old bathroom dirty. And I was like, well, it's going to be yours. And it turns out that it's definitely me. Oh, I know. That's the thing also about roommates is you can never really know how you are as a roommate. Right. Everyone always, you know, everyone's the protagonist of their own life. So I'm like, I'm literally a perfect roommate. No notes, but I know I'm sure I do something, but I don't want to know what it is. Well, I was going to say, like, I feel like because I actually think you're a good roommate, Grace. Like, I really feel like you are very chill. I, I know, like, I don't even want to hear it. I'm sure that I can be a nightmare. So you don't have to tell me whether you don't have to lie to me one way or the other. But um, I can say that you are a good roommate. You are um, very easy to live with. And now you only have to live with yourself. I know. So I'm and good thing I'm easy to live with. 
Yeah, dude, you're gonna be looking in the mirror just talking to yourself. You're like, man, I, my new roommate is so cool. It's like that, um, the Kelly Kapoor quote from The Office where she's like, well, I manage my own department. And they're like, isn't your department just you? And she's like, yeah, but I'm very hard to manage. <laughs> yeah. It's me and my yes. apartment. Oh, I cannot wait to visit you in your new apartment. I know you've just been like wanting this for so long. I'm just so excited to see you. It's like just leveling up. I know. That's great. I'm right near an oyster happy hour. So I can go there. Oh, I'll be there. $1 oysters on Tuesdays. Mess hall. Mess hall. You know it, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. Classic. That's going to be so good, Grace. I'm so excited. So that is this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, a little forewarning. We will be taking two weeks break later in the month for the holidays, but we will be back the next year with, of course, new episodes and bigger, brighter. And you still have gossip. one more episode from us until that before that. You still got one more next week and then still we'll got one more weeks. folks. Just letting you know now. We have to prep you so you're not you don't start crying in a couple of weeks when you realize that the gossip hasn't dropped into your yeah. So you're not library. on the plane home begging for a podcast. I mean, feel free yeah. to go through our back catalog. Yeah, <laughs> go to the cruel summer subsection or whatever. Yeah, start watching go. Cruel Summer and listen to those. Yeah, those how about that critically acclaimed. <laughs> those are both, very popular episodes. Yeah, both those episodes and the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, until next time, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Grace Piper and on TikTok at Grapes Pipes. Courtney, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram at C underscore Doisy and on Twitter at the real Doisy. And Bridget, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget underscore suck it. You can find this podcast there at the Gossier. Um, on our social media is a link where you can submit goss to us. We have done several topics in the past submitted by you, the listeners. We are always taking suggestions. So that is there. Um, if you want to show your support, you can give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts that helps verify that we are a five-star podcast because you know, we are, we're three stars making five-star content. <laughs> hmm. Anything else? That's all I got. So until next week, bye. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Moving on up. Moving on up. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. If that